At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of the Nightcap coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, the cool thing that we've been doing this week on the Nightcap is we're going through our summer conditioning series. And this week has been NFC West week, and we've saved the best team for good, last. Good thing we're doing the conditioning inside, because if we <laughs> yeah. were doing it outside, it's not uh, safe, folks. we'd be uh, gagging on <laughs> Fremont Street right now yeah. as it was 115 degrees out here. Yeah, it's about 112 degrees right now, and the sun has set. That goes to show you how hot it's been today. But the Rams were hot at the end of last season, winning the Super Bowl, and to join us to help us preview all things L.A. Rams for the 2022 season, he is Greg Beecham, Associated Press reporter out there in L.A. Greg, we appreciate you joining us here this evening. Is there a chance that the Rams could be better in 2022 than they were last year? <coughs> hey, Sammy. Hey, Wes. I think there is a chance they're better. I mean, you could argue that the team that they had two years ago was better than the team that won the Super Bowl last year just on a man-to-man basis. I mean, it's, it's a little here, a little there, but while they lost some important guys, they also added some important guys, and they've got a, another year in a, in a system together. They've got another year of teamwork. I think there's every possibility they could be better. Greg, when you uh, look at least at the uh, early schedule, and by the way, uh, you could look at different schedule strengths. I've looked at Warren Sharp and PFF. Most of them either have the Rams the toughest or like second or third toughest, which begs the question because when you win the Super Bowl, you're going to have a tough schedule. And they get the Buffalo Bills here in week number one. And I've seen Buffalo now in the market. Buffalo is even a favorite in the market because there's that old, that old ring and banner night, right, guys, where it's like mm-hmm. the opposing team sees you win, and it's like, we want that. Now we want to really get after these guys. So uh, when you look at the at the Rams' schedule, uh, maybe seems a little bit manageable early on because you get four to six at home, but uh, – do you and what do you anticipate like for the wins? I think it's ten and a half on the total right now, and this is still a very good team. But this is a team that could still make a deep run and not necessarily win over ten and a half games. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just being the division that they're in, like you said, with the strength of schedule, there's a lot of things that could go right, and they could still win ten games or nine games. It's really hard to say. My gut says says the over, but I don't know for sure just because there's still a few things that have to play out in training camp before I have a better idea how this team's going to play. They have to pick a starting cornerback to replace Darius Williams, who barely left the field last year. That's the thing that not a lot of ton of people are talking about, but it's going to make a big difference on their on their defense. And they're they're building their defense in a different way now with Bobby Wagner. 
in there at a position where that they've traditionally discounted and not paid a lot of attention to at middle linebacker. So there's a few things that are gonna that are gonna shake out in the next five weeks or so that are gonna gonna affect my opinion on how many games they're gonna win. But I think I think as usual Vegas is right around the right number. We're speaking with Greg Beecham, Associated Press reporter covering the L.A. Rams. You mentioned the secondary and Darius Williams is gone. Troy Hill has returned to the L.A. Rams after spending a year in Cleveland. Would you say that the secondary is the biggest weakness for the defending champs, or is there another hole that we're overlooking? No, I think it's the biggest weakness. I think it was the biggest weakness last year because I don't think they were as good in the secondary last year as they were the year before, and yet they still won the Super Bowl. Again, it's, you know. You know how the NFL is, guys. You get down to the fourth quarter, you know, if you, if you get a chance here and there, they, they were, you know, they were one play or two away from losing to Tampa. They're one play or two away from losing to the Niners. They were, you know, conceivably one play or two away from losing for, to Cincinnati. So you get yourself in that tournament. That's the important part. But the fact that they don't have an obvious replacement for Darius Williams is interesting to me just because they've relied on him over the last two or three years to just step in there and, and lock down guys so that they can use Jalen Ramsey in that joker role where he plays all over the field and does a bunch of different stuff. You know, not that Darius had a great season last year, because he actually really didn't in terms of the stats and the, co- and the coverage numbers and stuff. But just the fact that there's no obvious replacement for him, they're going to have to go through David Long and Robert Rochelle, who are both two potential candidates to start a lot over there. And then they've obviously got Troy Hill, like you said, but he excelled as a nickelback or whatever the Niners version of whatever the Rams version of a nickelback is in mm-hmm. this defense. You know what? Yeah, it's not really, you know, like for like, but he plays a lot as well. So, fact is they have to get two guys on the field and and i think they've got a, the potential to be good particularly if robert rochelle look, is as good as people think he's going to be around the rams but there's also a lot of uncertainty uh greg when you look at the offensive line obviously from a production standpoint i don't know if you would anticipate this much of a drop-off considering four starters are back and joe Noteboom was in the rotation uh was on injured reserve last year but andrew whitworth in terms of the the leadership that he provided do you anticipate at least maybe early on in the season there might be some growing pains on this offensive line? I do. I think you're right. I think I think he was he was the obvious alpha dog for his entire time in in Los Angeles. Those five seasons where he played on that line, he had more experience than everybody. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's a great team leader. He's a he's a genuinely cool dude. And I think the the offensive line rallied around him in a lot of ways. So there's going to be a, a sequence of a series of times when they're they're trying to figure out who is the leader of this offensive line. Rob Havenstein is the obvious candidate at right tackle. He's got the most experience there. And I think I think in terms of their actual production on the field, I really like Joseph Noteboom. I think he's going to step in and do a really good job. He's already shown that he can do it. I'm kind of surprised that they were able to resign him as easily as they were because I think a lot of teams looked at him and and they know what the Rams knows. Like this is a quality you know left tackle. He can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. He can do a lot of things for us, but they paid the market rate for him to keep him, even though he's never been a consistent starter for them at a tackle position. And I think that, I think that shows their faith in him. And I think, I think it's going to pay out. He's the, he's the closest thing to a sure bet you could have in terms of replacing a player that's as good as Andrew Whitworth. They've also got to replace their right guard, obviously, because Austin Corbett signed with Carolina. They got some candidates for that internally, and they've also drafted Logan Bruss in the third round. So they got a lot of candidates there to keep continuity going. And if, if Russ becomes a starter, they got three guys from Wisconsin on the starting line. So you can't have a whole lot more continuity than that. So <laughs> I think there's going to be an adjustment period for sure. But I think, I think once they get it going, and particularly if, if Cam Akers is healthy and running like he was at the end of last season all year long, I think the offensive line is going to look awfully good. Well, with the issues in the secondary and the potential struggles early on with the offensive line, who do you think is the biggest challenger for the Rams in the NFC to try to dethrone them here this upcoming season? Well, you got to remember, I cover the Los Angeles Rams. So if I only went off the games that I watch, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the greatest team they ever played football. They're rivaling the 70s Steelers and the 90s Cowboys in terms of just utter dominance in every factor. I've argued for years that Mike Shanahan, should, uh, that, that Kyle Shanahan should just prepare for the Rams every week, regardless of who the opponent is, because he clearly does such an amazing job for that, that he could just, he could just roll over the rest of the league. So I think it's the, I think it's the Niners. I mean, we obviously don't know what Trey Lance is going to do or not do, but the fact that Kyle Shanahan has trust in him, that's, that's a, that's a pretty big, you know, that's an imprimatur. That's a, that's a, that's a seal of approval. So until the, until the Niners prove that they're not this team full of just incredible playmakers who just do one thing after another, I'm, I got all my money on the Niners in terms of the best best rival for the Rams. I think they're I think they're probably as good as the Rams, player for player, you know, piece for piece. And we'll see how it comes how it shakes out over the schedule and and uh, you know in their head to head matchups. 
Greg, stepping out of the West here and going to the NFC at a macro level, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of teams really at the top. Uh, you look the Rams and you, the Buccaneers, and then uh, Green Bay is still Green Bay, even though they may drop a little bit. Vikings could potentially challenge. Is there a team in the NFC that maybe nobody's talking about that maybe could be this year's Bengals what they were to the AFC last year? Ooh, that's a tough call, isn't it? I, 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 you can't really say the Niners are a surprise team. I already just bigged them up and pumped their tires for a while. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced that the Cardinals are done. They've made a lot of interesting moves in the offseason in terms of adding things. I think that's an exciting team that played a lot of great football in the first half of last season. If you recall, it was just, it was a really good team that just steamrolled some guys. And if they can put it together, there's a lot on the line for that team. They're playing for a lot right now. You know, Kingsbury's playing for his job. You know, Kyler's got to got to prove that you know he is who he is, and he's deserving of that contract that he got. And he's not he's not just a second tier guy who's never going to get you there. The defense has a lot of playmakers on it. You know, they they added they added guys to the offense. They had Marquise. I I like the Cardinals to make a run too. I don't think they're quite at the level of the Niners and the Rams because they haven't achieved what the Niners and the Rams have. But you only get there by winning games. And so if they come into this season and are playing like they were at the start of last season, and they can figure out a way to keep it going and not slip to the point where the Rams just steam, run them over in the first half in the first first half of that playoff game of theirs. I, I like the Cardinals to make a stride as well. I wouldn't sleep on them. Greg, you alluded to him earlier in this interview, Bobby Wagner, after 10 years in Seattle, now with the LA Rams. How does this addition help them on that linebacker level where you said that they've kind of ignored it in the past? And how's he fitting into this defense so far? I'm fascinated. It looks like he is fitting in very well so far, as you would expect. I mean, he's an ultimate team guy. He's an ultimate coach on the field. He's an ultimate leader. So you would think all of those things would lead to a good offseason, and by all accounts, it has. I'm just really interested in how Raheem Morris uses him and how Sean McVay uses him because, like I said, their middle linebackers have been, have been Corey Littleton, who played his way from undrafted into a huge contract with the Raiders just because he's a hustler who gets in front of the ball and does the right stuff. He obviously didn't do it as much in Vegas, but you know he, he, he was really good for the Rams for, for, for three years. He was an awesome player. And then last year, they kind of just didn't have anybody there. They, they, they played Ernest Jones as a rookie, and you know they, they filled in with Troy Reader, but it was their obvious weakness on defense. Every smart coach would figure out how to get a player, how to get a receiver into, into, in, into the coverage of the middle linebacker. He'd figure out how to line him up and, and then throw at him. Happened repeatedly over and over. And so not that Bobby Wagner is the greatest cover guy in the world, but just the fact that he's on the field and he's a smart guy who knows how to move. He knows how to take away space. He knows how to move in negative space. I'm really excited to see what they've got in mind for him. Obviously, we will have no idea until they play the Bills on, in week one because Bobby is highly unlikely to touch the field in the preseason. The Rams don't give anything away in their interviews. They, Sean McVay can, can talk, talk his way out of making any kind of concrete comment on what he wants to do in strategy because he's really good at it and he's practiced it. And we know what's happening. There's nothing we can do about it. So we just have to wait for week one like everybody else. But I am fascinated to see what they can do with a stand-up elite middle linebacker in there. Even if Bobby Wagner is not the player that he was at his prime, which a lot of people say, I didn't watch every Seahawks game last year, so I can't say for sure. But even if he's not that guy, just the fact that they have a guy of Bobby Wagner's smarts and caliber on the field should change some, some fundamental things about how they play the front seven and even how they play the back seven. So we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm fascinated to see. Greg, in about 10 seconds, you think they bring OBJ back for one more year? I think uh, there's a good chance he'll come back at midseason. I mean, he's going to have a lot of options once he gets healthy enough to go. He obviously still likes the Rams. He crashed Sean McVay's wedding, for God's sake. So he obviously still loves <laughs> him. He showed up, at the, showed up at the ring ceremony tonight. He was there having a fun time. You know, he's, he's still very much a part of the Rams, even though he's not in the locker room. So as soon as they have a better long-term idea of what his future is, I think I would guess my bet would be he's back with the Rams. He is Greg Beecham of the Associated Press covering all things Rams out there in Los Angeles. Greg, we appreciate the time and uh, have fun at training camp starting on Sunday. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. All right. A lot of stuff, a lot of interesting news and nuggets from Greg there. We'll break them down on the other side as we begin our summer conditioning series with VLA Rams. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We just had Greg Beecham of the Associated Press. He covers the Rams out in Los Angeles. A lot of good nuggets there Mm -hmm. from Greg there. And while he said that the Rams are a really good team, they they got some holes as well, whether it be the secondary. I thought you asked an excellent question about the offensive line. Early on, we could see some struggles. So let's take a look at some of their odds, their betting profile here to see if we can pick off some value with the defending champions. Right now, their win total is set at 10.5. They're minus 250 to make the playoffs, plus 200 to miss. They're the favorites to win the NFC West and repeat as champions, plus 125, 5-1 to one to win the NFC, 11-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Do you see any value in some of these positive markets here for the defending champion LA Rams. Uh maybe for the NFC West and and look, I had the Rams at 14 to 1 on the Super Bowl last year. I don't think I'm going back for seconds though at 11 to 1 because I do expect that at least this is going to be a, a, a shaky start, not necessarily, you know, Danger Will Robinson, they're going to start out 1 and 5 or something <laughs> like that, but like you mentioned, what I asked about the offensive line, it takes a little bit of time to gel. And then you're incorporating new guys, Allen Robinson now into the offense. So there's just a little bit of that timing issue because when you do what the Rams did and obviously win a championship and look, remember the initial reports, they proved out to be wrong, but the initial reports after the Rams had won the Super Bowl is like Sean McVay might be considering uh, retiring yeah. and going into the Monday night football booth or going into TV. Aaron Donald was thinking yeah. about retiring. So all these guys were kind of thinking about it. And then they decide, okay, we're going to run it back. So, you know, that all sounds good. And you're all full of, full of piss and vinegar, really, you know, <laughs> early on. But then all of a sudden, you know, you get to the season, everybody wants what you got. And that's why I mentioned in terms of the, uh, Buffalo Bills, you know, favorite in week one, by the way. So uh, if you were hoping to tease the Bills up, uh, you're not going to be able to do that now because they're pretty much the favorite almost everywhere in the market. There's a few pick'ems out there, I think, still. But that's always that ringing banner, you know, because that Buffalo team, you know, even though they lost in the semifinals, they were so close. Yes. They were so close to winning that game. That game, we're going to talk about that game maybe in 10 or 15 years from now. We're already seeing the effects of it. Of being the game that kind of changed the NFL, I really think that that Buffalo Bills Kansas City Chiefs divisional playoff game, just because how quick these offenses scored, it was electric. Yeah, and you're gonna see, and that's why I think you're seeing, you know, kind of the new way of coaching. You're gonna see coaches uh, more want to go for it a little bit more because this is an offensive league now. 
this is a league, and it's been that way a while where they don't, you know, where they penalize the defenders, especially for the hand checking at secondary and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, back back to the Rams, though, I think at least a little bit early on, it's tough to get that sense of urgency two years in a row. And I know there have been plenty of repeats and a variety of sports, but it is so hard to like, we went through it. We went through the pain and playing hurt and, you know, kind of struggled a little bit and then picked it up late in the regular season and got hot at the absolute right time, did the, did the Los Angeles Rams. But it's like, now you got to come with that urgency yet again. And it takes a few weeks, I think, for them to get it. Now, I think they're going to be fine. And then eventually you get to that middle part of the schedule and it's like, okay, you know, where especially if they've lost to the 49ers in week four. And then after that bye week, you get to week eight and it's like, okay, these dudes, and Greg Beecham pointed it out last segment, these dudes have owned us, except in the playoffs last year when the Rams just got by the 49ers 20 and 17. They tried to lose, though. They tried, they tried to lose that game, but Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. So, that's where I think it's going to really hit the Rams. Like you get to that middle third that you see on the graphic for the 2022 schedule. After that bye week, you get the 49ers. Then you get the Buccaneers, who obviously they want a little payback, losing in the divisional mm-hmm. playoffs. So but the Rams have their number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and then a division game with the Cardinals. So and then at Saints, at Chiefs, that middle part of the schedule, which which, which you know is tough on paper, at least just looking at it. That's where I think you're going to see McVay and company and these guys kind of be like, okay, fellas, because. I could see, you know, even though on paper you would certainly make them favorite in most of these games, I could see them maybe starting out three and three. I mean, they're not going to be, you know, one and five or something ridiculous, but I could definitely see them starting out a little bit slow. And then it's like, okay, guys, let's get a little, you know, hop in our giddy up here and get going. So, uh, I mean, that's why I'm a little bit squeamish even laying over 10 and a half on the win total well let's focus in on the division before we think about the nfc and the super bowl and all those markets within the division because we've been doing this summer conditioning thing all week long here talking about each of these nfc west teams monday was the seahawks tuesday it was the 49ers yesterday was the arizona cardinals and was when talking with tim about it I really couldn't come up with any sort of bets for the other teams. I almost joked. Yeah. I said, hey, do we just be the chalk-eating weasels and bet on the Rams at plus money to win the division there? Because so many of these other teams have so many uncertainties. I mean, Trey Lance, that situation in San Francisco, maybe he's great and the Niners really take off. Maybe he's not so good and the Niners struggle. Mm-hmm. You have the Arizona. You already outlined that one. You're leaning toward the under. Haven't made a bet on it, but you're leaning that way. And the Seahawks are in the midst of a rebuild, whether they want to admit that or not. So I almost look at the division being weaker than it was a year ago, even though they won the division a year right. ago, to where maybe the play is just to bet them at plus money to win the NFC West. Yeah, I think that's probably the best of the bunch there uh, at plus 125 because I still don't know about Trey Lance. I I, I think he's got good coaching there with yeah. Kyle Shanahan, He has potential. He has yes, potential. he does. So I'm not willing to like, you know, okay, based on what I saw, that means that's always going to be what he is. I don't no, think you can ever no. do that with a quarterback in the National Football it's League. I think games. you got to give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you look at it, and this is going to be Tyler Cotton, obviously, to go to go ahead and run through with the, you know the opposition and being the man. I think from day one, and I do expect Jimmy G is going to get dealt somewhere. Uh, maybe he's going to get cut, and then somebody comes in and signs him for a little bit of a discount. But yeah, I, you, you just look at it, and San Francisco still has a very good defense. I actually think the defense is really the strength of the team. I think D'Amico Ryan's. He's going to get a head coaching job, I think, you yeah. know, within the next few years. And he was, I was very impressed with him in his first year as a defensive coordinator for the 49ers because, you know, they always say everybody's got to call their first game, you know, because we always say, oh, this guy's never been a play caller before, whether it's on offense or defense. Everybody's got to call their first one. Mm-hmm. And D'Amico Ryan's, I think, really adjusted to that very quickly. But I do still like the Rams in the division. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to go any further than that. And you were kind of talking about, you know, being chalk-eating weasels here where it's like, well, I don't see this number of losses. It kind of reminded me a little bit earlier today of writing some of the Big Ten for the uh, upcoming VEASAN college football betting guide, and I was writing mm-hmm. the Big Ten East, and I was writing Ohio State. It's like, you know, I look at that total, and, uh, you know, we're having to make an opinion at least on every total, and it was 10 and a half, but it was minus 240 at DraftKings. I was like, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to lay 240 on a total, but – I don't see two losses, you yeah. know. So, so that's kind of what you you look at a little bit with a little bit with the Rams because it's like there's not going to be a lot of losses in this division. They're probably going to sweep Seattle, even though still a tough home field up there at Lumen Field for Seattle. But mm-hmm. 
not a lot of great players playing on that field for that bunch this year. Well, does it surprise you that the betting market is giving the 49ers this much credit, even though Trey Lance's grade right now in the NFL is incomplete? It's only Mm -hmm. two games that he's played. He could be great. He could be bad. But they're giving him credit as if he's going to at least be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo there. Does that surprise you a little bit? A little bit. I mean, I, I think I don't know if it's necessarily belief in the 49ers or if it's more of, okay, the Rams are kind of going to fade. Because the market, I didn't think, I mean, they were very split on the Rams this year. I don't want to say the market was against the Rams, but there were a lot of Rams cynics out there. I was one of them. And then there were a lot of Rams truthers, which uh, I kind of towed the line on being a truther and being right in the middle. But this is a team I absolutely liked. I think Lex Snead and Kevin Demoff and uh, the owner Stan Kroenke accomplished what they wanted to. They went all in. That's why they yeah. went made that big trade for Matthew Stafford and traded all those picks. And you know, did I mean their first pick in the draft was what middle late third round this year? So <laughs> yeah. they traded a lot of assets. And look, they got a Lombardi Trophy for it. So you can't say that it didn't work. But now being that that you have to run it back a little bit. And j- just looking at the lay of the land and the fact that uh, I think it was Warren Sharp I was reading, toughest schedule in all of the NFL, which uh, doesn't necessarily surprise. But just when you look at the orders, like I looked at that middle quadrant where I think the Rams are maybe going to have that sense of urgency. You got the 49ers, you got at Tampa Bay, you got another divisional game with Arizona, you got to go to the road back to back over Thanksgiving at New Orleans, at Kansas City, then you get a little breather of Seattle, and then you got the Vegas Raiders that you know are going to score a lot of points, then you go to Green Bay, and then you got a probably improved Denver team, and at the Chargers. Yeah, and when you hear about weaknesses like the secondary offensive line could struggle mm-hmm. that that makes you kind of get a little bit and those are the on ones that the casual betters don't necessarily bet yes. they always bet the quarterbacks and the skill position skill guys guys. but linemen and secondary i'm telling you if you have a load of injuries you won't see it always bet in the market but keep in mind the sharp guys and the wise guys they're betting it even though you won't see it on the board yeah and there's there's not a whole lot of depth in that secondary for the rams outside of jalen ramsey there after darius williams went and left in free agency on the other side i want to ask west who in the nfc can dethrone the rams here in 2022 this is the nightcap on vcnd sports betting network this is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Nightcap, coming to you from the VSN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're at the halfway point. Here, as we're wrapping up our summer conditioning series, talking all things LA Rams. Before Man, we we've been running, we've been running we, we, some been gassers running. during the we break, and we we're haven't. tell you what, folks, we're worn out. I'm hydrated. I got my <laughs> I got my water. We're making sure nobody's gonna pass out from a heat stroke or anything like that. We're gonna keep things a okay around here. Got to uh, take your water breaks. <laughs> just to, before we get to this Rams thing, the Dodgers right now leading the San Francisco Giants five nothing in the bottom of the fourth. So LA is cruising here in this post-All-Star break Yeah, world Carlos Rodon, six hits, by the way, five earned, uh, does have six strikeouts, but, of course, Freeman with the home run, mm-hmm. and then uh, Dodgers have added more. They've added three already in the bottom of the third, so now bottom of the four, five to nothing. Well, look Dodgers. at that live money line. Minus 3,000 yeah. if you want the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. The, the total, I think, got bet a little bit to the under here, seven yeah. and a half, so uh, under four, juice to the under, no good. Five nothing Dodgers. Let's get back to this Rams discussion because they're the defending champions. I almost feel like, Wes, that they've not necessarily been overlooked mm-hmm. this offseason, but we don't really talk about them that much. For a defending they, Super they Bowl don't champion. get the respect maybe that like the Chiefs got because yes. the Chiefs were such a juggernaut offensively. Because you look at the Rams, they didn't really dazzle you statistically. Now, they were fifth in passing offense, mm-hmm. averaged 273 a game, and they were ninth in total offense. But you looked at the defense, very stout against the run. Of course, when you got Aaron Donald in the middle, arguably one of the greatest defensive tackles ever to play the game, you're going to be pretty good against the run. They were sixth, but passing defense, they were 22 last year. So they were they were middle of the road. I think they were 17th in total defense last year. You know, it's interesting because we spoke with Eric Eager, pro football focus, in the first hour um, and he said that he thinks the markets are overestimating the Rams. And I thought he brought up a decent point. Because as, as, as somebody who I'm not super bullish on the Rams to win uh, mm-hmm. big this year like they did last year. But I do think they can win their division again, especially at plus money. But I did think he brought up a great point that 
we often forget that although they won the Super Bowl last year, they were also the number four seed yeah. in the NFC there. He said that he would rather bet on the Packers or the Buccaneers. I know you're not big on the Packers because you're – you're leading the skull chance with mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that struggled with the Rams, not just last year, but also in the year that they won the Super Bowl as well, they lost to them in the regular season on that Monday night football game. Would you be able to go to war with the Buccaneers against the Rams if well, it ends up happening to be a game late in the season once again? Where you're always a little cynical, of course, is uh, you know when does Tom Brady finally show his age? He certainly yeah. hasn't done it uh, in uh, 45 years on this planet, so he is now back uh, to lead, obviously, the offense, and he turns uh, 45, by the way, here in about a month. I think August 3rd. That's like 10 years older than He is than going McVay. to be 45 years old. And, uh, you know, Wait, you how know, old is McVeigh? What, 35? Yeah, exactly. I mean, McVeigh is just like a little like a ball boy to him, for God's sakes. But you look at you look at Tampa Bay, obviously, they have a lot of the weapons back. Gronk is now retired, but you bring back Evans and you bring back uh, Godwin. That's as good of a one-two punch at receiver as you have in the National Football League. I think they'll be able to replace Gronk to uh, just in terms of where Gronk was, not where he was all time. But you look at the tight ends. uh, They got Cameron Braid. I think he's a good red zone target. And then they just signed Kyle Rudolph, of course. So we'll see if he has anything left in the tank. Uh, the receiving core is very good. They're going to be able to run the ball at least somewhat effectively with uh, Fournette and Gio Bernard. They also brought in uh, Ken John Barner as well. So I still think the talent is there. This roster is a little bit older. So you wonder, okay, are they going to are they going to be a little bit too old? Uh, the coaching chains, I'm not really that worried about. Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator. Uh, Arians gets put upstairs. So it was kind of crazy though that Arians, you know, once he retired, maybe him and uh, uh, TB12 got a little sideways because then mm. Tom's like, oh, I'm coming back. I guess uh, <laughs> the offense uh, still cohesive Byron Leftwich at offensive coordinator is probably going to get a head job within the next season or two. Clyde Christensen, the quarterback's coach, a uh, lot of continuity there. Tom really loves Clyde Christensen and largely because his buddy Peyton Manning worked with Clyde Christensen up in Indianapolis when he was part of Tony Dungy's staff. So uh, I think the continuity is just there with Tampa Bay, but there's always such a little bit of a risk. It's like, okay, when does it happen, you know, for Tom? It hasn't happened, but it's almost like that UFC syndrome when you're watching like a UFC fight and it's like you saw a guy last time and he was so dynamic and he gets old overnight. Yeah. You know, he hadn't fought in a year and then all of a sudden they're like, this isn't the same guy. So that's what always concerns me. So that's why I'm not totally bearish, but I'm not exactly a buyer on Tampa Bay. Who would you think is the biggest competitor for the? Do you think it's San Francisco within that division? But I know Trey Lance and all the uncertainty that we've spoke about ad nauseum so far over this Mm -hmm. week here. Who's the team that you think that can unseat the Rams in the NFC? Well, there's a couple, and that's not saying just because I'm not a buyer on the Bucs. That doesn't mean that that they can't necessarily. But, uh, you know, I'm interested just this might be a year where you get another four seed like like the Rams were last year. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the market, at least by the odds here, the uh, NFL future odds by DraftKings or the NFC future odds, I should say, are saying the 49ers. uh, The Eagles have been getting a lot of love, you know. So now I think if you're betting the Eagles – you might have been late to the party. But yeah, the party's over. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely <laughs> like getting over. late for that. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm going off the radar, and this is a team that I do think is going to be a top three seed in the NFC. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chant the skull chance again. Uh-oh. I like the Minnesota Vikings. There I, you go. I really do. I think if that defense with the guys getting back, you know, Daniel Hunter, who was hurt, they still have Edward Kendricks there, man in the middle of, of the defense. Uh the secondary is what really has got to be better. That's where I think that they really struggled. So, you know, does Patrick Peterson still have anything left? I think Harrison Smith is still a quality leader, uh, you know, as a strong safety in that secondary. But I like this Minnesota team, and I think that this is just what Kirk Cousins. I've always been a little bit more of a Kirk Cousins truther. Everybody, like, hates a guy because, remember, he never won on Monday Night Football. He had never won on primetime uh-huh. as if it's always his fault. You know, and and Kirk, and Kirk Cousins last year, he put up really good numbers for this team, despite the fact. And I do think Mike Zimmer, you know, despite Mike Zimmer's best efforts, he still put up, uh, I think, very good numbers last year. Uh, 42-21, 33 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, arguably his best TD to INT uh, ratio ever. 35 the year before, he had his most interceptions in 2020 with 13, but that was the COVID year, so you had some freaky things going on there. 
then this team was eight and eight, but I felt they were better than eight and eight. I felt that they were a 10 win team last year that just, you know, they just made those mistakes that they keep you from winning football games. I remember it was the game, I think against Cincinnati and they must've oh, had God. like 10 holding penalties. It, that in was, the first that was half. horrific. The, it was back to back. It was a Cincinnati game yeah. and how that one ended there with the Dalvin cook fumble. Maybe not a fumble. They, they made, overtime. they made so many mistakes. And when you look at a it's, team that loses a lot of close games, which Minnesota did, they lost an overtime to Cincinnati in week one. They lost by one to Arizona, the field goal that was, a, missed. was a chip shot. Yeah. They <laughs> lost by uh, four to Dallas when uh, Dallas was starting Cooper rush. And remember mm-hmm. that line moved with Dak being out and they still lose to Dallas. And then back to back, they lose at Baltimore in overtime by three. They lose at Detroit by two. They lost so many close games. I think they won like maybe two close games, but they lost several of them. And when a team kind of loses those close games, it's like that, that turnaround here, and you often see it in college football, and I think you see it a little bit in the NFL as well. When a team loses all so many close games, that tends to kind of find its level the other way. And I think Minnesota is one of those teams. They're going to get the breaks they didn't get last year. Yeah, I mean, they kind of gacked the game against the Rams. And, yeah, and you make know. your own bad <laughs> yeah. breaks, too, to be fair, like we yeah. were talking about with that, that Rams game and then the uh, – the uh, penalties, of course, to, right out of the jump to start the season. Yeah, right. I took the points with them against the Rams at home, and I thought, hey, this is a great number, taking three and a half, and a lot of the miscues led to mm-hmm. that not getting home for me. But I want to get to the Rams player props, but we have a little time here in this segment. We'll get to more of them in the next segment as well, starting with Matthew Stafford. Last season, Matthew Stafford, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 4,886 yards passing. His props right now over at DraftKings, season-long passing yards, 4,500 and a half, 34 and a half passing TDs, 13 and a half interceptions. He's 10 to 1 to have the most passing yards in the league, 9 to 1 most passing touchdowns, 14 to 1 to have the most interceptions. Do you delve into the season-long props, and do you think any of these Stafford ones are valuable bets? A little bit I delve into them. And, and look, and I've always been a Matthew Stafford backer, too, and everybody was calling him a loser, like, Oh my God, everybody loves this guy. I'm like, he was in Detroit where, where he had like nobody around him, where he was always constantly from behind and, you know, having to make comebacks and obviously with the Rams. And that's why I liked him last year. I'm like, he's finally with the team that's going to get him stops mm-hmm. where, where he doesn't have to be totally perfect. Of course, we remember that Tennessee game that was an absolute oh. disaster on Sunday night football, but I would lean a little bit with the under here just because I think maybe the timing's going to be off early. Uh, you know, the offensive line trying to, function together a little bit and getting some timing with Allen Robinson, who at least you would think on paper is going to be his number one ride receiver. Keep in mind, Robert Woods no longer there with the Rams as well. So I would lean to the under a little bit on the yards. Oh, but he has Cooper Cup, who is the reigning offensive player of the year. We're getting into Cooper Cup's props on the other side. He had that Jerry Rice-esque season a year ago. Got one MVP vote, I believe it was, but he went home with Offensive Player of the Year. We'll discuss that on the other side, what he can do this year in 2022. Also, now that we're through this summer conditioning series, we're going to try to nail down the exact finish of the NFC West because there's some juicy props that are available for us to bet into. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19 to get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. That's 10 days away, folks. Get on it. Sign up now at vsun.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is The Nightcap coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebefe. We're wrapping up our summer conditioning series here. We've gone from the up-downs, now going over to the uh, bear crawls <laughs> here <laughs> on the field as we're talking all things L.A. Rams. Uh, one then they're going to put the pads on and do the Oklahoma drill. <laughs> exactly. That's coming next week. Um, wanted to get to Cooper Cup because he's the reigning offensive player of the year. Right now, I believe he is 12-1 to over at DraftKings, only behind Debo Samuel and Jonathan Taylor to repeat with that award, but last season, Cooper Cup just had a historic season. 1,900 receiving yards, 145 catches, 16 touchdowns. He was phenomenal, averaging 114.5 yards per game. Now that they've brought in Allen Robinson, do you think that takes away from some of that production, or maybe does Robinson allow defenses not to just key in on Cooper Cup, even though they did that last year and they still had a hell of a season nonetheless? It could take away a little bit because, look, I do think that they want to get this guy involved. And, look, when they got OBJ involved, you know, or they got him in the deal from Cleveland late mm-hmm. in the year, they forced it. They wanted to get this guy involved, I, I think, a lot and, you know, say, hey, we're glad you're here. We know you've been frustrated. We're going to get a ring. We're going to win a Super Bowl here, and we're going to get you involved. And you saw Stafford, the first two games with him, kind of forced it, and then it kind of came more naturally as the season went along. So, yeah, I think they're going to use Al Allen Robinson a lot. I think that they're going to use Van Jefferson and maybe a little bit more. Also, Tutu Atwell, the uh, diminutive yes. wide receiver say, that he's they like drafted. A, he's like a buck 20 soaking Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Out of Louisville, uh, diminutive guy. And I know Atwell, they use him a little bit in the re, uh, return game as well but they've got plenty of guys and they've got you know another guy that's kind of a big slot target maybe not the speedy guy Cooper Cup is Ben Skoranek uh used him I know they didn't use him a lot in the Super Bowl I think he got hurt but they've got enough guys there where I don't think it's going to be maybe as pronounced as it was last year with Cooper Cup where it's like that I mean those numbers were just absolutely sick that, that he put up last year. I mean, almost 2,000 receiving yards. It's insane. Used to be, you know, I mean, used to be you were a 1,000-yard receiver, and that was, like, great. Now it's, like, boilerplate, just the way the <laughs> NFL is played right now. But uh, I was seeing, uh, as we were coming in, uh, the Rams on the uh, red carpet tonight getting their ring. So uh, yes, I was trying to uh, be a jewelry appraiser here and see how many carrots were in this bad boy oh. because they got a picture of this Super Bowl I'm, ring. I'm, I'm going to guess – in the 50s to because mm-hmm. what was the Super Bowl? Was it 56 that they won? Yeah, maybe 56 carats. Yeah, you might be right because I was yeah, looking uh, at Rams NFL. I know they've got the rings up and everybody's on the red carpet, so uh, they're getting the rings tonight. So they don't have the ring ceremony necessarily on opening night for the Buffalo Bills, but a nice new banner in SoFi Stadium awaits the Los Angeles Rams. I know that you're talking about the Super Bowl. That just brings up the bad memories of me having Odell Beckham Jr. to be MVP. And the way that game started, yeah. I, oh boy, I thought I was cooking now, with gas and unfortunately suffers the knee It injury. doesn't say the amount of carrots. I was looking it up, but it is the most carrot weight in the history of a sports championship oh. ring, that Super Bowl LVI, that Super Bowl 56 ring. So the they're getting a workout on the ring finger? Is yes. That, is that what we're talking about? Yes. I guess more power to you there. Uh, Cooper Cup's season-long props here for this season, 1,300 and a half receiving yards, 
111.5 receptions than 11.5 receiving touchdowns. Those are just gaudy numbers to have for a season-long prop. But if he stays healthy, I mean, you're not going to get me to bet the under. Yeah, I'm not betting the under, but I'm. that's one of those things, Femi. I'm not necessarily endorsing the under or going to bet the under, but yeah. it's priced to the moon. So it's like, do I really want to bet the over? Because usually when I get involved in these season props, I don't want to bet the ones that are kind of like the obvious ones, mm-hmm. the ones that are going to get a lot of the handle. And obviously a high-profile player with a high-profile market team like the Rams, you know, you're going to get a lot of cup action. You're going to get some Matthew Stafford action. So, uh yeah, I'm not going to endorse the under, though, at all, even though I think there's going to be some times where he's going to be double covered. I mean, where it's going to be like, okay, we don't let that guy, let Robinson beat us or let somebody else beat us. We're not going to let Cup necessarily beat us. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable how quickly Stafford and Cup got on the same page. And I wanted to ask this to Greg, but we ran out of time. But the fact that they're going into year two together, they're just going to have more and more continuity. They're more comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's They're almost going to be able to run and pitch, throw catches with their eyes closed, essentially, Cup and, and Stafford. They're, they're, they're best of buddies. They have breakfast every morning together at yeah. the facility. Um, th- this combination, while everybody knows that that's what you have to stop, McVay, as a play caller and play designer, yeah. has done a terrific job of still being able to get Cooper Cup the football. And Matthew Stafford, with his arm talent, has had a terrific job as well, fitting it into those and, tight windows. And, and another thing I think you want to look at with this passing game. Now, this isn't a guy that's ever put up huge numbers and even go all the way back to the days at Florida State, even though he got progressively more over his career. How much more would they use Cam Akers in the passing game? Of course, Cam Akers uh, only played one game with that injury, did return for the playoffs. Uh, had eight receptions in four games, so that's not a ton of usage necessarily in the passing game. And you look at his two regular seasons, only three receptions because he only played one game last year, and then he had 11 the year before in 2020. But I got to think that they want to get him a little bit more involved just to add a new dynamic to get a running back in the passing game. I think his receptions every year at Florida State went up, Mm -hmm. 16, then 23, and then 30 and four touchdowns in his final year back in 2019. So... You know, I'm not exactly saying he's going to be Marshall Falk like in the Mike Martz days of the St. Louis Rams, but I do think that they want to throw the ball a little bit more to him. Yeah, Cam Akers right now 25 to 1 to win comeback player of the year over at DraftKings. Clearly, he wasn't himself when he came back. Uh, he looked like a step slow. We'll see what he's like now for this 2022 season after he suffered the, I believe it was a broken foot mm-hmm. last year before uh, it was around this time in July. Uh, it was actually oh, it was the yes. Achilles. It was an torn Achilles around this time of July. So it was remarkable that he even came back for the regular season, or rather, I should say, the playoffs um, for this LA Rams team in that Super Bowl run. Uh, we got three minutes left. We've gone through the entire week of the summer conditioning series. Now, here is where we try to make a little bit of money on this NFC West exact finishes. Some juicy odds, Wes, and I will sh- outline you the odds as they sit right now. The favorite outcome is Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks, plus 330. These are all from DraftKings. 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks is plus 350. Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks is plus 550. 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, plus 750. And you see the rest of them down there. I don't want to go and read this. The whole thing will take too much time. Do any of these exact finishes provide any value, or do you kind of get the spidey senses tingling a little bit when you look at some of these numbers? These are always fun bets that I usually Mm -hmm. end up not getting involved with, but are very good talking points. Obviously, you're looking. It is hard to make an argument that Seattle's not going to be in the fourth spot in the the NFC West. So I know we want to look at those long shots and say, okay, somebody we don't think, there's going to be a surprise. So automatically that knocks out the bottom two. So I would have the Rams or the uh, Seahawks in the fourth spot. However, with that said, though, we've talked about Kyler Murray and this Cardinals team Kyler Murray doesn't have the most – he's not the most durable quarterback. If he were to get hurt, there's a scenario where the Cardinals could finish in last place, and all you would need is the rest of the chalk to hold serve. Yeah. Rams go first, Niners go second, and the Seahawks maybe leap the Cardinals by a game or so. That's 19-1. to 1. I mean, you're pretty much betting on 19-1 to 1 that Kyler Murray gets injured. <laughs> so, which, I mean, that's – Yeah, I mean, that's I mean if you're wanting to take a shot at something, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, if I'm just going, okay, what do you think that the order of finish is going to be for this uh, uh, Superfect, actually? I know we call it an exacto, but this is four legs here. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see if it pays like a Superfecta. You can't you can't do a 10-cent Super, though, <laughs> on this particular wager. I think you got to bet a minimum of a couple bucks. But, anyway, 
Seahawks in fourth. Uh, I'm going to be boring here. Cardinals third. And then not much different between the Rams and the 49ers. They're only no. about 20 cents. So, you know, I would still be Chalky McChalkerson here oh, and say Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Chalky guy, chalky guy. <laughs> uh, I think if I, I want to make a convincing case <laughs> for chaos, but. I think if I were to play this, the way I would go about it is I think I'd take some of these plus money prices just to have a little bit of fun. Um, yeah, like I, if I were to bet this, I would bet yeah. a longer shot. I'm not going to bet 330 here necessarily, but that's the order I think that it's going to be. I think I would do Cardinals. I would, I, no, I'm sorry. I would do 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks at plus 750. Maybe the Rams, the injury bug finally catches mm-hmm. up to them there. Cardinals surpass them, and then maybe Trey Lance pops. Yeah. Or I would do that 19 to 1 Rams, Niners, yeah. Seahawks, Cardinals with. Kyler Murray possibly getting injured in the second half of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think the 750s, those yeah. two options are they're certainly plausible. Yeah. Uh, real quick, who wins the division? Is it the Rams? It's the Rams. Rams, yeah. I think the Rams, too. Plus 125 over at DraftKings for the Rams to win the NFC West. On the other side, we start hour number three with our good buddy Patrick Everson talking all things what he's seeing behind the window and hearing from Oddsmakers next here on The Night. Take the VEASAN experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcasts to listen to every show on Daily Best Bets with Follow the Money, The Lombardi Line, A Numbers Game, and My Guys in the Desert. Plus, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.